The League of Legends betting podcast is brought to you by my patrons at patreon.com slash LOL. There you can find bonus content like in-depth articles on macro trend analysis and league previews, as well as thoughts on breaking news and the podcast picks before the show is released to platforms. You also get to support your creators more directly. Patreon.com slash LOL. That's G-E-L-A-T-I-L-O-L. Good afternoon, everybody. It is currently 4.15 p.m. on Friday, February 23rd. I hope everyone's having a good week and looking forward to the weekend here. We've got another five-match slate in the LPL and LCK for Saturday morning. Uh, LEC is obviously done uh, until spring split starts up, and the LCS is off for another week. They start back up again next weekend. Uh, just a quick recap of this morning. Uh, we're just working kind of backwards through the slate here. Top Esports absolutely whooped LNG, so we got that double stake home on that. Uh, I did not like the draft in the second game. They took Akali with Lucian Nami into two lanes that they they were just going to have no prior on the bot side of the map. So it put a ton of pressure on Tian to actually get a lot of work done early, but he did. Um, Tian, you know, I think Tian for a while was overrated on name brand value, like in the like 2020, 2022, like those two or three years there, he kind of got overrated. Um, Kind of had a comeback year last year after he took some time off with the injury and everything. I think he had, like, a wrist problem. Um, and this year, I got to tell you, like, this year he's been great. You know, Tien is not uh, – he's not, like, the most efficient jungler. Like, I think there's there's people that are better than him. There's, I mean, there's plenty of people that are better than him overall. But what he's very, very good at is being a facilitator – and that's all this team needs. Like this roster is so stacked in the outer lanes that he just needs to to gel with Cream and be a facilitator and get this team started. They're, they've been so good with a lead this season, and you know Lee Sin is one of his best champions. And with Lee being meta right now, um, it's just been good for top esports. And it seems like it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter what they draft this team. Like even when they lose draft, he's just able to find the windows to to get into games. So. Great, great performance from top esports. Uh, Invictus and Team WE. Uh, w, uh, WE take this one two to one. I I kind of leaned WE, but didn't bet them yesterday. Uh, this was a pretty competitive series, real back and forth. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't really have too many thoughts on it. It was just kind of the first game was an absolute slugfest. The second two were uh, could have gone either way. Really, I don't know. I don't know. WE actually no. WE kind of shit stomped the second game if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did. And then the third game. Um, we got the AD carry, Twisted Fate, t- t- TF Bard, just a weird, TF Bard kind of a weird lane because it can bully harder than it looks like, and um, Stay and I Wandy just went berserk in that game. The th- uh, first game in the LPL yesterday was FPX LGD. LGD pulled out a dramatic game, one win, but then lost the series, so we didn't get our money line home there. Would have been nice. Uh, I-, I thought LGD just, ma- LGD just made this series such an LGD series. Like... They just create these coin flip games and fun. My my handicap for that series was dead on. It was right on the money. Like the games went exactly the way I thought they would. Fun Plus either blew out leads early, or Fun Plus was able to, or LGD was able to stall them out and um, do LGD things, which is just create coin flip games. Uh, FPX take that one two to one. LCK we had Hanwha Life win two zero against Nongshim. Red Force. I gotta say though, the first both of these games, Nongshim actually had a lead on on Hamwa, but 
we saw the Hanwha effect come into play here. If you can't play a clean game against them, this team will find the window to to come back and and clean the game up. Like you just you have to play clean against them. They're they're very fundamentally sound, even if I hate the fact that they don't actually do anything proactive. So they're not like fundamentally elite, but they are sound enough and good enough at playing that control style that you know if you just mess up, they're going to beat you. The players are too good. So um, the first series, oof. So I double staked Kwangdong to sweep, and Kwangdong lost this one outright, two to one, giving Brion their first victory of the season. This was such a tilting match. The first game of this match, you had they got the karma, but then Brion. Actually, I liked Brion's draft in the first one. I kind of thought that this first game was over in draft because, unless, unless um. Bull was able to get fed on Aphelios. Like the front line for Brion was just so massive. And they had and Kwangdung had no way to lock down Zeri whatsoever. So Zeri was just going to be able to have, you know, a carte blanche to do whatever she wanted. Um that ultimately didn't even matter. They just got kind of bodied in this game. Game two, they had like a Voltron. They played the they played the Karma Senna Ser- Car- uh, Karma Seraphine Senna. And all they had to do was sit around and scale. And Brion couldn't do anything to get started early, and the scaling just ended up like they just they weren't ever going to kill anyone. Kwangdong didn't play really like they played kind of badly in that match, but the early game went slow enough that it didn't matter, and they were able to get to their critical item points, and that's all that mattered. Uh, game three was kind of a slugfest, but Smolder just went berserk, and Bull got himself caught out a couple times on Ezreal, which is a sentence that nobody should ever say because it's Ezreal. I don't know, but Bull had a couple moments in this series where he looked brilliant, and then a couple other ones where he like didn't use his flash, like just didn't respect damage or the fact that he could die, and just never used his flash. He got hooked a couple times in the first game with his flash up, and that lost them the game or lost them in pivotal moments. Got himself caught in this sec in this third game. He had Ezreal and just didn't think he would die. I guess to smolder damage and other damage and. Like, died with his flash up multiple times. Just really weird positioning from him. He wasn't the only reason they lost, but it's kind of an off series from him. Or, not a high and low series from him. Um, yeah, I, I gotta be honest. So, like, Kwangdong, the second two games, the drafts were fine. The first game, I didn't like the draft, but it was still winnable. But Kwangdong just straight up played bad. Like, even in the game they won, where they had that that composition that basically couldn't lose if it, if it stayed even through 20 minutes... They still found ways to almost fuck that game up, too. Um, just a really, really bad qu- series from Kwangdong. I don't know if this was just, like, an off day or something, but I'm going to have to do some soul-searching on what I actually think about this team because this was an extremely out-of-character series for them in every way, shape, and form, and it was just bizarre. Um, thanks to Top Esports, we actually got there. Um, we got into the green. So even with Kwangdong losing outright, and LGD not getting there, we were able to get to plus 0.465 units on the day. So, you know, green is better than red. We'll take that. And, uh, you know, I got to do some soul searching on Kwangdong. Some fun. Uh, I, I did a live stream sweat along this morning. We had some fun hanging out in the Twitch uh, Twitch stream over at uh, twitch.tv slash gelatiellawall. If you guys uh, want to hit give that a follow. Um, I don't stream that often anymore, but we were just kind of chilling, doing a sweat along. I had a lot of I had a lot of positions this morning, so it was kind of a fun sweat along there. We're hanging out if you stopped by. Moving on to Saturday, we have the Telecom War in the LCK. 
T1 minus 416 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at plus, uh, minus 120 versus KT Rolster plus 314 on the money line, plus 1.5 is at minus 101. The minus 1.5 is at plus 820. All week long, really the last like few weeks, I've just been preaching and preaching and preaching about backing high variance teams like KT Rolster as big underdogs. They are big underdogs here, and I am not going to listen to my advice. I will be backing T1 here. I played T1 on the money line, minus 416 for two units, and the minus 1.5 maps at minus 120 for a half unit. I just think there's a, a vast quality difference here. Um, like T1, I know they had kind of a shaky outing in their last match. They punted a game. But if anything, that was like a wake-up call for them. And if anything, they were probably looking ahead to this match. T1 also has side choice. I re- like this should be a 2-0. I-, I think I think T1 are just going to shit stomp KT. And I I know I'm going against the models. Models actually made this a lot closer. Uh maybe not a lot closer, but they made it closer than this price. Um made KT like a small value play. Um I also played the over 25 and a half kills at plus 111 and plus 108 on maps 1 and 2 for one unit each. I also played the under 12 and a half towers at minus 235 for one unit on maps one and two, both. Um, kill total overs, the angle here is T1 are averaging 0.935 combined kills per minute right now, which is just insane in the modern environment. Um, yeah, I'm, you know, I think a lot of people thought I would have more to say about this, but like I'm kind of going against all of my advice and just trusting my intuition on this one. I think T1 are going to shit stomp them. We saw KT were incapable of playing clean games against Hamwa, and Hamwa kind of took him to took him behind the the woodshed there. I think T1 can actually take the fight to them, unlike Hamwa, and uh, I think this time around they're gonna they're gonna get whooped. Second LCK match is Firex plus 744 on the money line. The plus 1.5 maps is at plus 249. Minus 1.5 is at plus 1489 against. The other elite team in Gen G minus twelve oh eight on the money line. The minus one point five maps is minus is at minus three twenty. Firex will have side choice for this match. Um, the main thing you have to remember when Firex are involved, and this goes out specifically to you DFS players, is this is a team that will just like straight up feed the game. Like they will, they're going to keep fighting. They play a lot of melee heavy compositions. They're a lot like CLG were in like twenty twenty two. And, or the beginning of 2023 and, and late 2022, um, where they're just playing a lot of heavy melee compositions. They have to dive you. They have to fight you. They can't play a controlled game, really. Um, and they are willing to do that. It's like what they're good at, so they're going to play that way. Uh, Firex have been an overteam. They've been an overteam despite um, having high totals in general. Uh, higher totals than the LCK. Gen G have also been an overteam, even more so... And Genji really um, are not afraid to run the score up in games where it matters. So I actually played the Genji team total over 15.5 kills at minus 109 on maps 1 and 2 for one unit each. I think um, it's pretty straightforward here. Uh, I just like this as a better angle than playing the uh, map spread. I think Genji are going to win probably like 17 to 4 ish, maybe 17 to 10, something like that. Um, yeah, I just. Honestly, and this anytime Firax are involved, you want to be involved with them for DFS because on either side of the matchup, like whether you're backing them or going against them, because just the upside that they have in their games for for kill volatility is is crazy. Like they just we saw it in last match; they just straight up fed their asses off, and we it's not an uncommon thing. So, plays for the LCK. 
Moving on to the LPL, we have three matches on Saturday morning. This is week four, day seven. As remember, it's an eight-day week. Um, we have Thunder Talk Gaming, minus 198 on the money line, the minus 1.5 maps at plus 156 against Ultra Prime, plus 161 on the money line, plus 1.5 is at minus the 192, and minus 1.5 is at plus 423. Oh, man, these two teams. <laughs> um, just ugly. Doggo's getting the play for Ultra Prime. Um, that matters for certain people. The models made, actually, Ultra Prime a short favorite in this match. Uh, minus 134. You know, I don't know if I would go that far with this. Um, I'm just going to sum this up. That like the, the two of these teams are have been so wildly inconsistent, and you just don't know what you're going to get on a game-to-game basis with either one of them. Like, TT should be a significantly better team. Going into the season, I thought TT would be pretty good. I had questions about the bottom lane, um, but they looked good to start with. And Ultra Prime, I thought, were going to be one of the worst rosters in the league. And, you know, Ultra Prime just severely, like, they've they've exceeded my expectations. They're not good, but TT have definitely underwhelmed expectations. The, these two teams both suck, straight up. This is a classic hold your eyes special, or close your nose special. Close your eyes, hold your nose, whatever you want to call it. Um, just cover your eyes and push the button. Like, just take the plus money here. So I played Ultra Prime because they're on offside. I played Ultra Prime plus 1.5 maps at minus 192 for one unit. Ultra Prime money line plus 161 for a quarter unit and um, Ultra Prime minus 1.5 maps at plus 423 for a tenth of a unit. I also played the map one and map two over one and a half barons at minus 120 for one unit. Both these teams eclipsed that total in more than 61% of their games. Um, we do now, we do need to get both of those home, but I think there's a good chance we do that. Neither of these teams have a very good early game. And. Th- you know, unlike certain teams like FPX, they actually do play okay defense. So I could see these games going the distance. Can LPL matches Royal Never Give Up minus 379 on the money line, minus 1.5 maps at minus 107 against Rare Adam plus 290 on the money line, plus 1.5 is at minus 113. The Rare Adam sweep is at plus 804. Uh, models made this very slightly closer, but not too far off market, really, um, when you factor in side choice. I played RNG on the money line minus two or minus three seventy nine for two units, and the RNG minus one point five maps at minus one oh seven for point five units. RNG, um, interestingly, I, I've I've liked their film quite a bit more than the model likes their performance data, and that's kind of concerning to me because most of the time when that happens, I um, am wrong. <laughs> so. Um, I felt that way about Shopify. I felt that way about hundred thieves. And then once I started like kind of seeing what was really happening with this team, once we collect enough data on them, you know, I I still think RNG, this roster has too many good players on it to be bad. And I think they're, they're slowly figuring things out, but their performance data is not very good. The thing is here, rare Adam looked terrible. Like rare Adam literally looked like maybe the worst team in the league. Um, the models actually grade rare Adam as the worst team in the league. Um, they're, they're actually a decent distance away from EDG. And mind you, that includes and puts more weight on, you know, the most recent trending performance for them. And their only two game wins of the entire season have happened in their last few games. So, yeah, even with that getting extra weight, they're still the worst team in the league. They are worse than EDG, which is unbelievable. But here we are. I think this is, like... 
the other thing to consider is like top esports have actually or not top esports, um RNG had to face top esports in their first match off the break and they had that really really bizarre match where they were probably should have won all three games against Invictus and ended up losing the series 1-2 uh, Invictus did the comeback kids thing uh what I call it the comeback kids routine on them and it's not the first team that they've done that against but RNG have had a little bit of trouble in the mid and late game transitioning things but um RNG gets side choice for this. RA are terrible. Don't overthink it. Um, I played RNG pretty heavy tomorrow. In a couple weeks, this is going to look like a bargain price. So, matching the LPL tomorrow, an absolute slobber knocker. We have B uh, JDG plus 156 on the money line, plus 1.5 mass at minus 196. The minus 1.5 is at plus 406 against Billy Billy Gaming, minus 191 on the money line, minus 1.5 plus 160, plus 1.5 is at minus 564. Obviously, Billy Billy. Coming off of the weird um, sweep to Invictus, before that we're looking like the best team in the league. Um, JDG will be underdogs for the first time in a long, long, long time. More than a year, which is crazy. Um, Billy Billy didn't defeat JDG at all last year, playoffs or regular season. They never got them. Um so far this year, Billy Billy have looked like the better team besides that 0-2. Uh, I think these two teams are in weird spots. Billy Billy look a lot similar to what they looked like for like toward the end of the season in 2023. JDG are kind of rediscovering themselves. They have to find themselves. They have a new, you know, a new complexion to their team. Um, they're not playing to these explosive early games anymore. They're kind of playing a slow and steady wins the race just for the time being anyway. Um, I do think they will eventually morph into more, but I think they're kind of growing in like growing into their new skin, so to speak. You know, they've shed they've shed the old carapace and they're 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 figuring out their new selves. So um that said, so this is weird. This this angle, this looks a lot like Top Esports LNG from this morning. Billy Billy and Top Esports, two elite early game teams. I'm putting a premium on elite early game teams in the current metagame. Um Billy Billy and Top Esports were both on offside for the series. Both did not have side choice. Both were similarly priced. I double stake Top Esports. I am not double staking Billy Billy Gaming. I'm going against that. I'm playing JDG in this match. I play JDG Gaming plus 156 on the money line for one unit and the uh, minus 1.5 maps at plus 406 for a 0.2 units. The reason for this being LNG have other issues besides their early game. Um, so it wasn't just a stylistic disadvantage. Uh, Top also looked a lot better out of the break than either of these two teams look. So I think that was a factor as well. And I think JDG, like, so JDG, uh, you want to back Moneyline dogs like this um, with side choice. So I like the Moneyline a little bit more. I, I Like, I was leaning toward Top yesterday and I had to talk myself into basically, like, going against side choice and everything but i thought lng's like mid and late game film was enough of a concern to kind of push it over the edge for me um i thought if top snowballed the early games they were just going to win anyway which is what they did there's a chance billy billy do that in this match the difference here is like i i have a lot more faith in jdg to stabilize the game than i do for lng to stabilize the game just from what i've seen so far this season um jdg have not had a good early game but it's getting better and if you know, Billy Billy were able to get run over from Invictus. I think there's a chance that we see the same from JDG. Now, JDG, they're, they didn't look that great in their last series either. They had a 2-1 win against LGD that was honestly kind of a slog, but we've kind of seen LGD, 
you know, do that to a lot of people so far this season. Um, it's it's a little weird. I, I I liked Top a lot yesterday because Top have had just great film, great stats, great everything, and LNG have not had good film. I think this one's a lot closer to like a 50-50, but we're getting plus 156 on the team with side choice. Like realistically, if you look at like what this like what these teams have been this season, I think BLG should probably be like minus 120, minus 130, something like that. You have to consider the mental hurdle, too, of Billy Billy never getting over the hump and beating this team. They've never gotten that monkey off their back. So, um, yeah, I don't. I, I played JDG. JDG gets side choice. This should probably be closer to a 50-50, and we're getting plus 156. So um, no derivative plays in, me for, in this one for me. I just like JDG. Um, that's going to be it for me today. Uh, good luck. Maybe I'll stream a little bit tomorrow, too. We'll see. I don't know if my voice will hold up, but if not, I will see you guys tomorrow.